Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Dad Can We Talk. I'm your host, Anthony Ray, and this is episode 46 of Dad Can We Talk. Y'all listen, man, there's a lot of things going on right now. A lot of good things, man. Very, very, very good things are happening right now. First thing I want y'all to uh, know, man, on May 21st, Dad Can We Talk will be a part of a a music summit, a hip hop music summit. And we will be doing our first live event. So that will be May 21st. It's a Friday night from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Um, I'll just be, I'll set up and there will be a crowd and I will be asking the crowd questions, man. We're going to be getting some feedback, man. So we're going we're gonna to get it popping, man. So I'm very, very, very excited about this. Um, I got contacted over the weekend about it. So, uh, yeah, y'all continue to stay tuned and uh, look forward to that. Uh, for all of my followers out there, man, I need for y'all, please, 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 if you really love me and you really support me, I need y'all help. I need y'all to go and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform that you listen to it on. And if you have the ability to on your, on your platform, I need for you guys to um, leave a comment, you know, or leave a review. Uh, I just like, I need to hear some feedback and that's just a good way to grow. And the more and more uh, traffic coming through there, man, it just helps the podcast continue to grow. So for all my loyal supporters out there, man, I need y'all, I need your help in that area. And um, I got another announcement. I, I Well, not so much of an announcement, but I wanted to big up the talk about podcast. Uh, I'm a part of the Black Podcast Collective and Talk About Podcast is another podcast that is on this network, a great podcast. On this podcast, they discuss topics related to modern culture and society that affect the Black community. And they talk about topics such as parenting, finance, credit, community, wealth, physical, mental health education, and justice. So if you are looking for an educational podcast and something fun and funny, go and check out the Talk About podcast on all platforms. And uh, yeah, man, I just want to give that, uh, another shout out to my man T. Whitey and Six O'Clock Studios. If you know, if you're here in Gainesville, Florida, and you're looking for some um, studio time, I'll at Six O'Clock Studios. But without further ado, today I am sitting with a brother from way out in Houston, Texas, man. Uh, brother, this brother goes by the name of Will Mitchell. He's the host of Will Talk Podcast, and he's a father. He's a husband. Great guy. I've heard some of his stuff, man. Very insightful uh, human being. And I'm just excited to be able to have the opportunity to sit down and talk with this man. So I want y'all to welcome to the show, Will Mitchell. How you doing, bro? Oh, man, I'm blessed, man. I'm good, bro. I'm good. Thanks for having me, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, hey, listen, I'm ready to get to it, man, because I've been waiting to get you on, man. A couple of things I want to talk to you about, man. A couple of questions I want to ask you. And I'm just, I'm excited to hear, you know, 
what you got to say, man. Okay. You know, this okay. ain't about me, but it's about you, my man. So we can okay. make this all about you today. So my first question on the podcast that I always like to ask is, what was your relationship like with your dad? Oh, man. Um, I was blessed, man, to have uh, um, two fathers, man, uh, my biological and my stepfather. Um, okay. Um, Answering the first, the, well, first guy in my life, man. That um, man, uh, that guy there, man. He was yeah. the coolest dude I ever met. <laughs> okay, man. Yeah. I wanted. I mean, my love for Adidas was all because that my dad loves to run DMC. <laughs> he kept his car clean. He kept the house clean. We went to the barber shop. Okay. You know, he used to drop little nuggets in my ear all the time about just you know being held accountable, being a you know a, a young man. Um, so, you know, the first eight years of my life where he was apart, man, all of those fond memories I have, man, they, that, that relationship was really strong, man. And then, um, again, I was blessed to have a, um, um, a stepfather, my mom remarried and, um, he was, um, retired from the Air Force. So mm -hmm. he was, um, not as disciplined, not as strict as a lot of people might have thought, but he was a very stern guy. He was an older gentleman, so he grew up in a time where a lot of the rights that we were afforded, he would did not have that luxury. So yeah. he really was um, grateful, and he would let us know and reflect back on some of the luxuries and things we was taking for granted wasn't always an option. Um, so those relationships with those two men, as far as building a foundation of who I, I'm growing to be, because I'm still growing. Um, and that relationships with those two guys were pretty strong, man. I mean, I'm back in Houston now, so me and my biological dad, we still have conversations. We still spend a lot of time. So yeah. I hope I answered your question. Oh no, that's perfect, bro. That that that's that's perfect, bro. Listen, that and I love that, man. I, I just I love to hear the stories. I love to hear where people come from because a lot of times, you know, people look at us as dads. And they don't understand, you know, things that that we've been through, things that, you know, led us to being the men that we are now, you know, and a lot of that comes from our upbringing, you know, right. uh, uh, whether it been the fact that you didn't grow up with a dad, in mm -hmm. my case, you know, a lot of who I am is because of what I went through growing up, or mm -hmm. in your case, you know, having the, the blessing, bro, to grow up with two role models you know people uh men that you can look up to and i'm more than sure a lot of the who you are today is because of what they poured into you absolutely absolutely man um i didn't always listen um you yeah. know and it wasn't always you know one of those smooth uh brady bunch hustable type situation where everything you know, worked itself out. I mean, we we had adversities. There was, you know, there were growing pains. And, um, but just reflecting back and even in some of those moments, man, um, they held me accountable. And that was probably one of the biggest lessons that, and they were, they were very consistent. You know, mm -hmm. that consistency really, really spoke volumes. And that's one of the things that as a parent, as a person, I try to imply or apply as much as I can to life. Yeah, that's real. That's real, man. You talk about that accountability, man. Talk about how important that is for 
for men, you know, even if you didn't grow up with your dad, how important is it to have another, just a man, period, another man in your life could be a brother, an uncle, a pastor, a, mm -hmm. a, a teacher, or whatever the case may be. How important is it to have that other man in your life to hold you accountable? Dude, I mean, it's, I got... Uh two guys in my life that are brothers to me, not by blood, but just through yeah. that holding me accountable like a like a good teammate would. You know, like, look, dude, you missed that shot, and here's why you missed that shot. And holding me accountable to that um, has helped mold me, has kind of picked up where my fathers were not there in those intimate moments where it's just you and your partners, and you got that, not a yes man, you got a dude calling you on your stuff, for lack of better words, and being like, look, man, yeah. that ain't it. You know, that yeah. ain't it. That ain't that ain't the way that we need to go about doing it. That's not what I expect of you. You know, and then, and then being open enough for them to take that same accountability from you when you find an area where they need to tighten up, man. It yeah. speaks volume. I can't quantify with words or with a number of how important having that person in your life and regardless sometimes even when you don't want they'll call you and still be like yo i know you ain't called me what's up and then when they oh, find man. out what's going on with you they like yo man you know that ain't it that ain't it will i need for you to tighten that up you're better than that and for me having that and for someone who can be vulnerable because i speak about vulnerability a lot on my show be vulnerable in their feelings with me like dude i love you i care about you you need to yeah. fix this you know, that speaks, man, it's, 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 it's huge, man, having, especially in our culture, man, because it's so easy to fall in with the negative stereotypes or lose your own confidence, you lose your own way because of what society has conditioned you to believe is what you're supposed to be, you know, but having these men and women in some cases as well, yeah, like, that's oh, real. Holding you accountable. Yeah. And and it's, dude, I know I'm kind of going off the rails a little, but just for me, having a, a, a woman, especially a black woman, coming All to right. me and saying, I need this from you. You're better than that. Motivates me in a way that, I, I, I mean, I can't even, I can't even imagine what that would look like in a movie or in paper if I'm trying to express that. You know, a woman, my wife, my mom, my sister, my daughter coming to me being like, Dad, I need this from you. It's like, it's, it's almost like I'm five years old and I'm getting a whooping all over again, but just yeah. emotionally with words, you know? Yeah. You know, so that accountability in whatever shape, man, is, is so important. And, dude, I can go on and on about about how important accountability is because your circle gets so smaller sometimes when you start holding people accountable. You, you start yeah. exposing people, man. And dude, when you start exposing people, it's like, dude, I'm not, I don't want us to not kick it the way we used to, but dude, I'm holding you accountable and you're not holding your end. I'm, I mean, to use a basketball uh, example or uh, metaphor, I'm giving you my 2010 every night, dude. You're not giving me. All right. You're not giving me your 2010. Yeah. I need 2010 from you. <laughs> like, what's yeah. up? So, yeah, accountability yeah. is huge for me, man. That's huge. real. No, it, it, it's crazy because, you know, in almost every in almost every industry, it's like that. You know, like you, you bring the basketball analogy. If 
LeBron, if LeBron is giving you a triple dub every night and Anthony Davis ain't picking up his weight, you better believe him and LeBron is gonna have that conversation. They have to. LeBron is gonna have to tell him, bro, listen, you the second man, bro. Come on, I need you. hey, bro. Listen, I need you. In some cases, you the first man, bro. I right. need you. Right. You know, so and, and, and LeBron would not be wrong for asking that of him because mm-hmm. he understands his value. Right. So right. when we understand each other's value, then we understand the need for accountability. Uh, you talked about uh, in a marriage sense, my wife is an accountability partner for me. My wife has no problem with telling me, bro, listen, <laughs> get on. your stuff together. Why? Because she understands the value that I bring to our family. And in the same case, I understand that about her too. And I must mm-hmm. hold her accountable because I understand just how valuable she is to our mm-hmm. team. Right. You know, so, right. Yeah. Right. Good stuff, bro. Very, very, very good stuff, man. <clears throat> While y'all the listening, man, find your accountability partner. Don't allow yourself to continue to go through life without anyone there to hold you accountable and tell you no. Because sometimes you need those people that's going to tell you no and tell you that you're doing wrong. And, and I, I would like to add a piggyback to that, man. Um, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Okay. Because a lot of times, man, we, we surround ourselves with people that make us comfortable. And right. we, 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 we settle. We get complacent. I mean, get comfortable with being uncomfortable sometimes. Like, okay, I'm outside my box. And it could be for a benefit. So you need to have those people that challenge you, to your point, challenge you and make you uncomfortable sometimes in your way of thinking, especially when you find yourself stagnant. You know, you hit a wall. It's like, man, I I mean, I ain't really progressing where I need to and whatever the the field may be because you're getting too comfortable. You know, it's kind of like I work out, so it's muscle confusion. You know what I'm saying? Do something Mm -hmm. different because you're doing the same thing in the gym. It's like, okay, you ain't getting no no change in your body. Okay, well, mix it up some. So. Yeah, absolutely. Get somebody that's going to hold you accountable and put your feet to that fire. That's real. That's real, man. <clears throat> what was uh, I want to switch gears here, man. What okay. was your what was your reaction when you found out the first time you found out that you were about to be a father, man? How did you feel? What what went through your head? Oh, man. That, that moment, man. That moment. Oh, man. Nerves. Nerves, yeah. man. Um, I, I mean, you you have an idea of how you want to, you know, you want this to work out and, you know, just kind of dad I want to be. And this is our kind of husband I want to be and, and all of those things there, man. But um, a good friend of mine who holds me accountable, his phrase is yeah. all of that's more than the notion until it's time, you know? So when it was showtime stage fright hit me. So I was like, okay, um, I hope all of the stuff that I've seen other people do as far as how to hold the baby, how to change the diaper, you know, I I, I do all of those things, man. Um, I was nerves, man. Um, I would say my the, the first feeling of when I was told that, hey, you know, you're going to be a, a dad, you know, I, I, hey, I got shook. Yeah, I got shook. And of course, you know, me being a very competitive person, Okay, I got to go through the process of getting better as far as how to wrap my head around it. So when the birth came, you know, that those nerves turned into I have to jump in the mode. Now I got to do this. So, yeah. yeah, that was that was kind of my first reaction when I be, when I got the news that I was going to be a dad. That's real. 
And I think a lot of dads, a lot, especially a lot of black dads feel that same way, man. But a lot of times uh, there's a negative perception, you know, um, this negative stigma that's on us in the in the in the uh in the media a lot of times you see in movies you know uh in a lot of movies and tv shows they show you know young black men when they're having children you know they show us as these men that don't necessarily want our children men that don't necessarily you know like we didn't want like like we're afraid of the 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 commitment mm -hmm. you know but that hasn't been something that i've seen in my years you know uh, especially within our generation, you know, I, I believe that a lot of us are changing that a lot of us didn't grow up with our dads, you right. know, so a lot of us now say to ourselves, you know, I want to be better, you know, but why is it that you think that um, that negative narrative exists out there? Man, it is. There's so many variables. I can't say which would be probably the biggest, but outside of what we take in through our ears and through our eyes. Um, so the media, the music, um, print, video, you know, music, those things play a part in conditioning, you know, because let's just be honest. Everyone's not leaders. There's a lot of sheep out there. Okay. Yeah. And the, I don't want to say the majority. I won't, I won't say that because I don't think that's fair, but I would say a large group of people are sheep and they are easily to be led by things they hear or see. And once you get that in your head, you're almost programmed to think that way. You know, um, I feel, I, I feel like, you know, it, it, like I say, it can stay, it's, there's so many variables where it could stem from, but I think one of the biggest ones is probably going to be the things we take in through our ears and through our eyes, as far as what we see on TV, in a video, in on news, on the news, what we hear through radio, and people talk about. Probably play one of the probably play some of the biggest parts. Yeah, that's real. That's real, man. And one thing I always, you know, one thing that I think about, you know, is yeah, it is hard, you know, especially when you're when you're attempting to be an active father, you know, right. really be involved, it can be scary and nervous at times. And I don't think that a lot of men, how do I want to say it? I don't think that a lot of men are necessarily running from the responsibility. I just don't think that they have the tools necessary yes. to do the job. You know, yes. they don't have the resources at times. A lot of men yes. come into fatherhood without jobs you know right. unfortunately you know or whatever the case may be so many men have these issues coming into fatherhood and then they don't have the the support group the around team. them mm -hmm. and man I, I and i just think they end up folding you know and it's it's unfortunate that we see a lot of that in our community in the black community because you know there are so many variables that go along with that and I just think a lot of us lack the support group. Absolutely. I see a lot of young men that I don't think necessarily that they just don't want to be a part of their child's life. Some of these young guys that I've, I've mentored and that I know, they're, they want to be a part, but they just literally, they don't even know the first thing. Don't even and, know how. And, and, and the thing about, they're scared to say that. They're oh, yeah. They're afraid to say, hey, listen, I need help. 
Mm-hmm. So, in, in in your experience, you know, uh, fatherhood comes with a lot of stressors. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with those stressors? I know we talked about accountability earlier, but like, how do you deal with the everyday stressors of being um, an involved dad and an active dad? You know, how do you deal with the everyday things? Dude, oh man, um, wow, that is that, that. If you asked me that question ten years ago, that answer is going to be different. Five years ago, it'd yeah. be different. Um, man, to be honest, maturity, yeah, really, really growing and being comfortable in who I am and what I represent. Mm-hmm. Um, having the confidence to be able to be like, okay. This is who I am. This is what I represent. And it gives you that peace of mind to where it's not so much of a stressor because I'm confident in the decision that I made. It gives you a peace of mind that I'm I'm okay here. Now there's things that take place. And I talked, I've talked about consistency from my, my father's, even my mother as well. Anyone who had a hand in raising me, it started early with me and my children as far as me being con- being consistent. And when I say consistent, that's in with, with whatever it is. I'm if I'm gonna be if I was a bad dad, I was a consistently bad dad. Like yeah. just be consistent because that is what sticks. Consistency moves the needle one way or the other. So I was always consistent. So a lot of the stressors that fatherhood brought on, my consistency with my children, with myself and my confidence, I handled it by being honest with myself and that was hard at first it was hard not feeling like I had enough education not being able to provide the way that you want to you know because we're taught and we're conditioned hey provide protect get it done that's what the dad the man if it's without the kid just the man supposed to do in a relationship provide protect get it done yeah so there were times where I was stressed like I don't think I I don't have enough education to make enough money. I'm not spending the time that I think I need to spend um, with them. Why is my son not as athletic as I would want him to be? Am I not pouring into him enough? So how do I deal with those stresses, man? Really leaning on the people that were in, that I had as a support team. To your point, a lot of the issues that we have as a community and a lot of things is support. And it's no different yeah. when it comes to fatherhood or marriage or committed relationship. You know, your support team or the people that support you, you know, sometimes you 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 lean on them and you hear some of the things they say. It's like, I can't apply. I can't use that. You know, that that's not going to work. I'm trying to do something different. I'm trying. I don't want to say better. I'm just trying to do something different. So yeah. how I would deal with that, man, is really just leaning on my support, man, really being confident in who I am and sticking to, and another thing, being more flexible than rigid. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of times you go into something with the mindset that I'm gonna do this and I don't want to change with the times or I don't want to learn a different way or hear a different perspective. So I became a lot more flexible when with dealing with my stressors, with my parenting, that you know, I, re- I truly, truly was blessed. Like truly, truly blessed at the end of the day. So yeah, that's how I dealt with it, man. That's how I still deal with it. Yeah, man, listen, every day, bro. 
it's an everyday thing, you know, it, it, it's, it's never ending. You know, um, I was a, um, I was a guest on my, my, my homie podcast guy named D King. He, uh, he has a podcast called the blue chips, blue chip dance podcast. And we spoke about that, about how, uh, one thing he said that really hit home was he was like, yeah, we do make mistakes every day. You know, that's an everyday thing when you're in a, uh, involved in your children's lives, he was like, it's easier to not make mistakes when you're not always there. It was like, so in the time that you do have, you only have limited opportunities to make mistakes. But when you're there every day, you know, that's your thing. It was like, you have so many opportunities to actually fail that's and true. make mistakes. And I was like, dang, that makes so much sense, bro. Yeah. You know, but, uh, I want, uh, you know, and with us making those mistakes and stuff like that, like, you know, we all have things that we can work on. What's that one aspect of in, what's one aspect of your parenting that you want to get better at? That I want to get better at? Man, that's a very good question because I <laughs> am, I'm kind of hard on myself. And I, yeah. and I consider myself to be aware of um, my shortcomings, I guess, I suppose, in, in with dealing with them. But one area I would probably say I would want to get better at is, man, breaking through to my daughter. We have conversations, but as she gets a little older, I find I find like I'm. It's it's almost it's it's funny it's funny. Uh, it's almost like I'm I'm dating a girl who doesn't want to give me no play. You know, I'm trying real hard to get conversation from my daughter. Sometimes I'm pulling out all the stops sometimes, and it's like, man, I'm really trying hard to get some play from this woman. So it, that's what it feels like. So I want to get better at finding what it takes to get her to be as open as she used to be. So um, that would be one thing that I, as far as my parenting, and I, but I don't, I don't know what the hell that would be, man. I am, yeah. she had me scrambling, man. I'll be scrambling <laughs> trying to figure it out. And how old are your kids? Um, my oldest, my, my son, he will be 17 in July and I have twins, boy, girl who are 14. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, so you, so you in the teenage man? How is it dealing with teenagers, man? I ain't even close to that stage Dude, yet. But, uh, man, man, it's funny that you say that, man. Um, I, I am working on something right now that I that I'm gonna do on on my show. Uh, double standards, right? And the double standards that we have with our sons and our and our and our daughters. Talk about and, it. I am, I want to break that. I'm a break, and I, and I want to break that because I've been breaking trends the whole way with them. So to answer mm -hmm. your question, as far as, you know, dealing with some of the things, man, I mean, they, they're starting to notice the opposite sex. And yeah. instead of talking with my boys, like, hey, man, I see you out there, man. Oh, that's you? You know, right. do the thing with my daughter, right? And- okay. At first, it's like, it seems odd to a lot of people. Like, you do that? Like, 
You got to break the double standard because my thing is this. I, I want to get ahead of it. In order to get ahead of it, you have to accept it. I have to accept I slept with someone's daughter, right? All right. Someone's going to sleep with mine. <laughs> I need to get ahead of it. I need to wrap my head around this idea and make her feel as comfortable as I would with my sons in the same situation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, it's it's it, it, it's trying. It, 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 it can be yeah. a little difficult sometimes, but I feel like for me, that is the approach I want to have because people have asked me in, in the past, which one of your kids is your favorite? And you give them the, the answer that you, you know, you want to be the good parent, none of them. But then when yeah. I went to a few funerals in the, in the past and some of the family members were like, well, you know, you was always the favorite. So I put myself in that situation. I'm going to pass one day. I don't want my kids to ever say that. Yeah. I want them to honestly feel like, well, damn, daddy loved us all and treated us all the same. And that starts with, Straight for up. me, breaking some of those double standards that would maybe make you think that my sons would be the favorite or, or vice versa with my daughter. You know, I your daddy's little girl and you treat her so much different. You love on her in a way that you don't love on your sons. And mm. I want I love them all that way. Mm. And that And that is truly one of the things that I take the most pride in is. I know that I do that for them. Like your daddy's girl, but your daddy's boys, and y'all are all, all right. under the same umbrella. So yeah, teenagers, man. Like I said, that whole seeing opposite sex now, bodies changing, dude. It's I got ahead of it. I'm I was so far ahead of it back when they were younger that I'm like, okay, when they get here, this is how I want to act with it. Now that it's happening, it's like, okay, this is what I said I was gonna do, and it doesn't feel so weird anymore. You know, it's not sneaking mm-hmm. up on me like, oh, damn, wait a minute. You, yeah. you know, you just had your period. <laughs> like, oh, my God, I don't know what yeah. to do. Oh, you wearing a bra now. Oh, my God. I don't yeah. know what to do. You got a boyfriend. Like, I've already got ahead of it to like, okay, this is, I got my mind wrapped around this. Let me walk down this path. It's still not comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still not like, oh, excited, but it's a yeah. reality and I need to face it to be a good dad. It's to prepare you. I want to prepare him. So that's how I deal with it, man. Man, bro, listen, that's so real because that's something that I've been saying for the longest. You know, the double stand. I believe that this generation that's coming up now is so messed up by our generation. Oh, uh, because I made this point one day. Um, young girls nowadays, the stories that I hear from young boys. You know, I'll be talking with some of the young boys, man, and they be telling me this, telling me that. And I'm like, huh? I'm like, they really do stuff like that? Or they talk mm-hmm. like this? Or, And the things that I hear, I'm like, dang, that's different. You know, because when I was growing up, girls didn't do stuff like that. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. the whole city girl generation now. Right, you know? right. But I started to think, like, you know what? I think I know what it is. I think it's because of uh, in our day, you know, we have, we, we beat our daughters down so bad, you mm. know, um, I think starting with um, our parents' generation, they beat us down, you know, mm-hmm. women within our generation, they beat them down so bad, you know, because it was the, uh, you know, if you see your, if you see your son talking with a young girl, you're like, oh, but that boy a pimp, you know, you, you talk like that. But then with, with the daughters, it's like, oh, uh, what was the thing called? 
uh, dads against dads against daughter dating. Something like that, yeah. That that type of thing, and it's like, well, okay, we got the dads against daughter dating, but where's the dads against sons dating? Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. if 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 and my my logic was okay, so if you're telling your if you're telling your daughter to not date, mm-hmm. and I'm telling my sons to date, mm-hmm. who are my sons gonna date? Exactly. If all the dads are telling, it's like, and then what happens is. And, and I think, especially in our community, man, when you look at the way that the black man and the black women, we go, we, we always at each other's head right. at all times. And I think it that they have a they have this disdain toward us because they feel like, you know, uh, how do they say it? The the mom coddles the 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 young black boy and you know, daughters get kicked out the house. You right. know, they feel like this, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I think that's what has produced this generation now because now they're saying, no, you know what? Y'all called us hoes for all of these years, you know, but men have been the ones sleeping with three and four different women. But when right. we go sleep with somebody else, you know, we go and sleep with multiple people. We're hoes, but right. the boys are good. And right. so now these these young girls are saying, you know what? No, you know, we're going to take control now. You know, we're gonna take that into our hands and gonna say, no, we gonna we gonna be uh hot girls and all, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do this because they've been beat down for so long. And right. they say, no, nah, you know, we're not gonna let y'all make us feel that way because boys do it and nobody say anything. And I'm like, dang, you know what? I cannot see. I got two girls and a and a son. And I make sure, same thing you said, bro. I'm always thinking to myself. I'm never going to make my son feel like he's better than my daughters or my daughters feel like he's better. They're better than their brother. Mm-hmm. No, if I'm going to get on one behind, I'm going to get on everybody. Now I'm going to tell all of y'all, you know, man, don't be worried about no boys. Don't be worried about no girls, you know, like, and if you do, I'm going to handle everything the same way. I'm not going to be, you know, praising my son for doing mm-hmm. it and then beating my daughters down for doing right. it. I'm just not doing that. Because right. that's not fair. And it's like you say, the double standards in our society, man, it is just, it's through the roof. And I think that's what's producing the generation that we see. Everybody says this generation is so wild, but it's like, we produce that. Right. We help produce that, you know, by, by, by the double standards that we hold, you know. And man, bro, that's something, that right there. We can go all day on that subject. Right, right, right. Yeah, that, that one is that, that's a good one. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely man. a good one, man. So for y'all out there listening, man, we might we, we, we'll touch that, touch on that another day because I, I don't want to go too long on it because I got a whole bunch more I can say about that. But um, man, I want to ask you this, man. I want to uh I want to go to marriage. Um if there's anybody out there that's married or anybody out there that's you know thinking about marriage. I want you to give a tip, you know, because one of the most important things I believe a man can do is love his wife. How important is it for a man, for your children to see you loving their mom, if you're married to them? And um, and what was the other part? Just, um, and how... Uh, I, and I want you to give one of them your your tips. I want to 
what would be one of the main things that you would say helps to build a healthy marriage? One tip. One tip? Man. Well, I, I gotta stay with I gotta stay with the one that I've been dropping the entire time is consistency. Mm-hmm. Consistency, man. Um that that translates into any and everything that you that you do, man. If you are consistent, man, at work, being consistent, parent, being consistent in your marriage, that relationship, being consistent. And my thing is with, with consistency, a lot of times people hear that and they think that the frequency must be high because you're using the word consistent. Consistent can be like, if I do this every two days, I do it every two days. Consistency is if I say I want to do this, I do this. Um, just being consistent, being engaged in the relationship, being engaged in the conversation, man. Um, for me, it's really blossomed my relationship with my wife um, to where, dude, you know, I never thought I'd drop the cliche, man, you married your best friend and this, that, and the third. She may not be quite my best friend, but she is a very close friend to me now because of those conversations now, me being engaged in the things that she likes, you know, and and, and, and encompassing some of it. Okay, you want to watch this? Let me watch this with you. Let me talk to you about this. Or you like going to wine bars. I don't drink wine. Let me read up on different wines and cheeses that go together so I can speak to it when we're there. I can order this for you now. And all of these things it's like, oh, wow, you you listen, you're engaged, you're being consistent. So those little things, they're, they're not the big trips to, to Gainesville, Florida, or to Houston, or to Paris, but it's the glue that holds you together. It's the stepping stones in your path, in your relationship to get you to those bigger things. And I think being consistent and being engaged, man, that's your everyday. You know, that'll be my tip, man. I mean, I really feel like being consistent, being engaged in the relationship, in the conversation will uh, will move mountains for you, man. Will at least give you the tools that you need to move those mountains, you know? So that's my that's my tip of the day for whatever that's it's worth. Real, man. That's real. Oh, note taken for me. Note taken. Trust me, bro. You always learn one thing, you know, <laughs> out of the pocket. And I, 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 I'm note taken because there's some things that I, I believe I could take from that and add that into my marriage, you know. Right, right. Continue increasing, you know. And that's one thing I always say, you know, as a husband, we never stop learning, bro. We ain't, we, man, this... Especially if you, you got the plan. I mean, we all should have the plan to be in this for a lifetime. Right. You'll never stop learning. You'll never, people feel like, oh, you know, I even know. I don't never understand women. You'll never understand. Yeah, that's that's the point. Right. You know, you know. So, but just because you might not understand, don't mean that you don't try. Exactly. You, know? you have to try. Exactly. You have exactly. to put in that effort, man. Consistency, you know, and that's how you that's how you learn, you know, continue to you when you when you're consistent with it you know you you begin to learn just a little small thing it might be mm-hmm. one thing bro mm-hmm. that she might to her it might be the world right but to you it's just the smallest little thing exactly bro. i thought man i learned that the hard way several times in my life man a lot of this is through trial and error you know yeah. and i finally found a formula that 
No, I'm, I will never understand the opposite sex with my wife or my you know, my daughter as far as that's concerned. But me being consistent <laughs> gives me a better opportunity. For one, for them to better understand me and we somewhere meet in the middle with all of this, you know, because now I understand when you say this, this is what you mean. And now she understands when I do this, this is what I mean, you know. So now it's the, the blending, the meshing slowly starts to, to, to happen and then you can finish each other's sentences and she knows what you want when you when you say this and you got that plate already ready for you if that's the case or whatever you know with consistency mm-hmm. you're like you said you, you you find out a little bit more about that person and you learn from your mistakes like I'm consistently mm-hmm. doing this and it's not getting getting my the result that I'm looking for now let me change it up a little bit and still be consistent and i'm learning yeah. okay now i'm getting a response i was looking for now i'm getting the results that i'm looking for you know and then in return you're listening to her you can start making the, the changes that she's asking for as well and not necessarily when people hear change i know we're off the rails but I, I gotta say this when people hear change you already assume that it's something negative i shouldn't change to be with someone but it's a compromise because that's what a relationship is, regardless of the level of the relationship. Your friend you compromise with. The closer to your heart you get, the bigger the compromise is supposed to be, right? So she doesn't get any closer to your heart. Your kids and your wife doesn't get any closer. That's where the biggest compromise should take place. So when I am adding to my tool belt as far as the different tools I have from you telling me, hey, Will, maybe do this. Hey, do that. I'm not changing. I'm still Will. I'm now wheel with a screwdriver and a hammer and a jigsaw yeah. and a socket wrench, all these different tools now, because you have now told me I needed these tools. So I'm not changing to where I'm not will anymore. I'm just will 2.0, you know, yeah. and that's okay. Straight up. That's okay. That's real. That's my two cents for whatever it's worth. That's real, man. Super real right there. Hey, man, y'all listen, that's free game, man. Free game for all y'all out there, man. How do you and your wife uh, co-parent? You know, uh, I think oh, a lot man. of people look at co-parenting as only being something if you're not with the person. But nah, when you're in the house with the person mm-hmm. and you live with that person, you must mm-hmm. co-parent in order to do what you need to do. So right, how right. do you and your wife co-parent? That is a great question. And I have a scenario that you don't notice this is my second marriage my three kids is with my first marriage in my first marriage uh, we've yeah. been married now for three years and i was co-parenting with my ex-wife from two separate homes right yeah <laughs> now yeah you add another woman into this equation with it's all i'm already dealing with one woman and co-parenting from two separate houses and we're no longer together so that dynamic in itself is already going to be stressful because i don't I, I don't think they should do this well they're with me so they're going to do this so that was already you know a situation in itself now here comes my new wife my new fiance now wife so when we have them on the weekends i'm co-parenting and she may not really understand the 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 uh, the hill that I got to climb. I'm co-parenting from one house and in my own home, so I'm I'm working double as hard to make double. sure that 
I'm pouring into them what's necessary and, and not pouring in like, I don't want to pour this in, but your other mama across the way say, I should pour a little bit of this in, so let me give you just a little. So to answer that, man, I speak to this a lot on my show as well because it is truly my creed, my my motto. I'm open in my, my communication. I'm mm-hmm. honest in my communication and I'm vulnerable yeah. in my communication. Yeah. So um, when I am parenting with, you know, uh, my ex-wife, I, um, I I communicate with her. You know the things that are important to me. I'm trusting that you are going to do. You're going to have my my thought process in mind to where I don't have to double back down on anything. And for the most part, we we kind of see eye to eye morally on some things. There's some things, of course, that you you don't. I pick and choose those battles. When in in uh, my marriage with the kids, how do we? We we deal with it by case by case. You know, everything's a case by case for the most part. But with that communication that, you know, I'm not coming from a place of malice. Mm-hmm. And that dynamic in itself can be very difficult, especially with 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 my particular situation. Um, not your birth kid. So you would feel like maybe everything that you suggest, I'm shooting down and not giving you that that weight that you deserve in being a parent here. Um, so that was an obstacle that I had to, through consistency, through open communication, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. So, man, truly having those heart-to-hearts, like, man, dude, here's the thing, man, about me. I wasn't always this guy. Yeah. I was a guy who did not do this and would hold stuff in and then react later, or maybe even do some things later that I would regret. So again, trial and error, learning that I can't be that guy, that is not going to give me the results I need. And that's not the man I want to be. I became a guy who spoke more, who expressed himself, who wore, who wore, who wears his heart on his sleeve, his emotions are there. And I'm okay with that because I'm aware of all of, all of the things that's going on. I need to be aware of it. And you need to know how I feel about it. And that's another a stigma that we have that, you know, black men crying, being sensitive, this, that, and the third. I grew up with, I'm the oldest of nine. I yeah. have six sisters. Right. Okay. Um, I grew up listening to my sisters, my, my, my aunts, my mom, and other women in my life complain about a guy not being sensitive, aware. He don't do this. He don't say this. He don't go here. Right. So I'm hearing all of this and I'm also being raised by these great men who are alpha males who, hey, go get it done. This, that and the third who don't really show these emotions. So I'm getting the best of both worlds when it comes to, OK, I, I understand what some of the women are saying they want because, you know, you hear a lot of women say, I just want to I want to do who's a guy, you know, a manly man, an alpha guy. So you don't want someone who's aware and sensitive to the things that are important to you? Like, mm-hmm. you just want me to go through, make the money, come home, eat, and uh, rinse and repeat? You don't want me to, to take the time yeah. and spend some time with you? Like, so yeah. I say all that to say that I am aware of, you know, there's more, there's two sides to the coin. I'm, I'm more than just one or the other. You know, I try my best to blend them both. And communicating and co-parenting in my home, man. Um, 
I'm sensitive enough to my wife's needs, my kids' needs, even my ex. You know, I even consider her because I suppose to consider her because she's a part of the equation. So for me, man, being able to blend that, be able to be open, being able to be vulnerable. Because a lot of times, dudes, you say stuff and you say just enough to keep yourself protected. You know, I'm like, I ain't gonna put it all out there. I'm gonna tell you some of my truth, but I'm not gonna put it all out there because I don't want to get my face cracked or I don't want to look like a simp or whatever the case may be. I don't want to be weak. Well, I'm okay with, and put it all out there. Take it for whatever you want, but at the end of the day, you're going to know that I was truthful with you. And whatever you decide to do with it, I'm a, I'm an adult. I'm man enough to accept it either way or the other, but I'm going to live in my truth. You know? So for me, man, um, truly just being open in that communication, man, that really helps with our co-parenting. It can be a little difficult, man. The dynamic of our house is not as... It's not traditional. It's not the Huxables. Um, it's a blended It's a blended affair. Um, to your point, man, um, we were talking about structure and support. I want to break trends in my family, my lineage, my last name, Mitchell. I want for them to have a support system or, or a model of this is how my dad did it because this is how he said his dad did it and this is how I want to do it. Be it with my, if I'm going to be with my wife or with my husband, or with my kids and they had that support of how to do it. Like have some reference point to refer back to, this is how my dad did it. I feel comfortable enough in this. I know I can lean on him or my mom or my stepmom in regards to this. So I don't run from the responsibility because that's a lot of the stigma is we run from responsibility Um, or I'm afraid because I don't know how, you know? So I'm trying to break all that. And I think a part of breaking that for me is giving your kids both sides, man. I grew up in the house of my dad, not that they was wrong, but they wasn't as willing to hug and kiss on, not to express that. So I do that with them. And also they they know not to get out of line because just as much as these eyes can water up, so can his hand ball up, so get right, you know? So giving them that balance is important, man. And that's what happens with our co-parenting, man. I think we have to give them that balance. That's real, man, good stuff, bro. Very, very, very good stuff, man. Y'all listen, man. I always say we giving out free game. You know, this free ninety nine right here, bro. This free <laughs> nice. good game, right here, man. Oh, you talked about the divorce, man. This is a question for me because I I, I like to learn. Um, you know, what would be one of the things that you would say that you learned about yourself? You know, maybe something that you figured out that you could get better at as you went through your divorce. And now, you know, you know, you're in another marriage, you know, what are you doing different this time to make sure that um, you don't make some of those same mistakes? And I ask that because, you know, any guy that I that I encountered that has been divorced, you know, I've never been divorced and I don't plan on getting divorced. Right. And so, like they always say, you know, you learn from the mistakes of others. Absolutely. And so I just like to ask questions so that I can learn, you know, and maybe, yeah. you know, have some things that I can look out for. Oh man, dude! Uh, I am an open book, man. Even after you know we're done here, man, I am a message away. If you need to call, rap about whatever, I'm truly an open book about my life and my mistakes and my journey. Because to your point, man, I have learned from a lot of other people's mistakes as well as my own. Um, and one of the biggest takeaways um, in the new version of Will that that's ready to 
you know, I mean, I'm not an Apple user, but, you know, I know a lot of people that are. So their phones, iPhones always got an uh, update on it. You got an update, update. Yes, sir. So in the past, I used that metaphor, that analogy to say that I wasn't willing to do that in my previous marriage. I wasn't willing to update the software on Will. Will wasn't as flexible as he is now. And it's not that I go with whatever that happens. It's more of I'm willing to hear the other side and let's have a conversation about it. So one of the the biggest changes that I might have had in self-awareness is to be engaged fully, to be committed fully and to give it, to truly give it my all and not to, not to half-ass, like to really truly give it my all and to be honest. And that's where my vulnerability and my my communication comes because I, I wasn't that way before and it could have as a leader of a home, as a leader, as a partner in a relationship, if you're not, for lack of a better word, pulling your in and doing your part, you can't expect for it to be a, a great result if you half ass. You know, I kind of spoke to this before on, on, on one of my shows that, I mean, we don't go to work in half ass. And if we do, we're not going to stay employed long. Okay. Straight up. We're not. Straight up. That, that doesn't change in anything in life that you do, be it if you work out, you don't half ass there. And if you do, you're not going to get the results you're looking for. Like, why can't I lose this weight? Why can't I get my six pack? But hell, you're half assing. So yeah. I realized that I needed to stop half assing. And for lack of a better word, put in whole ass in the relationship yeah. in order to uh, <laughs> yeah. truly get the results. And at the end of the day, it's one of those things, man, I, I, my, my wife laughs at me now because I'm, I find a way to make a sports analogy about everything. Um, the finals where J.R. Smith decided to grab the ball and, 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 <laughs> and go the wrong way. LeBron James slept really good that night because LeBron James did everything that he was supposed to do to win that game. Now, in the media, he said all the right things, but between his with, with him and his wife and his moments alone with himself, I gave 50 points against a team where I wasn't supposed to give 50 points. So I say that to say if in this relationship and in my marriage and with my children, if I give my 50 points, I'm going to be satisfied with that. Now, if I feel like I can give 60, I'm going to shoot for 60. But if 50 is where I need to go, I'm giving my all to give you that. You're getting that from me consistently. consistently. Mm-hmm. And my my takeaway from the previous that I didn't give 50 points every night. And I was expecting 50 or 40 points, and I wasn't giving 50 points every night. And now, you know, I have one of the most chill wives or chill people in the world. That's my, my, my wife. She looks at me, well, you don't have to. Like, I love you. I know what you're capable of. I don't need 50 points every night. But I'm so damn hell-bent on not repeating what I did before that I won't let myself slip into complacency. Oh, well, I'll give you 20. I got to give you 50 every night. Every night, I got to give you 50. And at the end of the day, if it don't work, I can look back like LeBron did that night and be like, I gave 50. I gave 50. Now, if I didn't give 50, now I need to go back and, hey, babe, take me back. Let me try harder because I didn't try hard enough. No, no, no. Every night, I give you 50. So that's that's my biggest takeaway change from will from previous relationship to this relationship is that I'm willing to press the update button and give you 50 every night. Jesus Christ. Y'all listen, man. <laughs> free 99, man. It's free game. <laughs> if it's game being thrown and you ain't catching it, it ain't nothing wrong with the person throwing the game. It's nothing wrong with you, man. You got to catch this stuff. Hey. Listen to me. But, uh, man, bro, listen, I want you to talk about your podcast, man. Talk about um, uh, talk about your podcast. Tell the people 
Well, hey, man, I'll drop a little bit, man. You can um, find me on all the platforms, man. I'm, I'm Will Talks on all of them, man. Um, you got your Spotify, your Applecast, man. I'm on iHeartRadio now, man. Um, okay. Man, Will Talk, man, we, we have conversations. Not quite as in-depth as just dad talk, which I probably should, man. I've really learned a lot sitting here, man, with you, man. I really enjoyed this, man. But we talk about social um, issues, relationships, man. I really dive into... Um, some things as far as, you know, how relationships work, how, you know, we're going to work on, talk about double standards, man, uh, social events, social issues, rather, that, that are going on um, as well, man. So, yeah, that's that's what that's what we have with Will Talk, man. That's real, man. Hey, I actually have a question for you, man. Well, I got, I got yeah. some, I got a statement I would rather make. I read something about, and I don't know, I'm going to put this out there, a, a, a a close friend of mine said something to the effect of um, when disciplining your kids and mainly your daughter, after you're done, you say that I, I did this because I love you. Does it set a, a mindset for the daughter to then accept being hit in a shape of, of in a form of being shown that I love you? in a relationship. And I think that I would say, my answer to that question would be, not if you are communicating what's going on and laying out, there are consequences to your actions, okay? Mm -hmm. If my daughter, Cadence, at the time, I told her in, when she was in elementary, hey, I need you to bring home, um, they had color charts on your conduct. Don't bring home red. Stop bringing home red. Please stop bringing home red cases. Because if you bring home red again, you're going to get some licks. A week yeah. goes by, Cadence is still bringing home red. I've had a conversation with her. I'm going to have a conversation before and after of why this is taking place. I feel like if you're consistent with the consequences, this is what will happen if you do not, then it won't, I, feel, I feel like and we'll continue having conversations even as she is older as a, a young teen and a teenager, I don't think that you, she can separate the two then because now one is truly out of love because I did not complete said task or did not do what was asked of me. And this was out of love to make sure that I continue to listen versus one that wouldn't be out of love and it would be coming from a place of malice and hate. So that would be my 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 statement I want to give to that because I really thought it was an excellent question. I really thought it was really well thought out and a, a peek behind the curtain of a of a struggle that I think we all kind of run into and just yeah. don't really know how to talk it out. And I think for me, that's how I always talked it out. I never had a fear of that being the case, but when it when I read it, it made me think about my approach. And then again, back to my confidence. I know that I'm having these conversations. I know that I am letting you know that this is out of love and this is something that you brought upon yourself because I've given you chance after chance. It was a knee jerk reaction where you're getting a spanking. This is, we talked about it. I talked about it again. And now I must follow through and be consistent on what I said I was going to do. So that would be my, my, um, my little two cents uh, on it. I really thought it was an excellent question. And again, it really got me to thinking um, and I hope that that helps anyone who may be struggling or just thinking about that in general, because it's 
Excellent, excellent question. And a dilemma that I feel like people definitely run into in a real quick, but we back, we back, we back. But yeah, man, on that subject, man, when I wrote that, when I when I wrote that the other day, you know, that's something that I've been dealing with for like the last three years, man, just kind of going back and forth, you know, just trying to, you know, discipline, you know, when it, when it comes to discipline, not just period, you know, just been trying not to, sometimes I feel some type of way about putting my hands on my children. And so right. I just said, I, I've just been trying to find alternative ways because, you know, like, even with my son, you know, I feel like, dang, I don't want him to feel like it's all right for him to just be putting his hands on people because he mad, mm-hmm. you know, you know, because I'm like, dang, like, what type of standard am I setting for him? You know, what type of example am I setting for him? You know, and I want to, I'm just trying to teach them ways on how to resolve issues. And I don't want to just get mad in a moment because they did, did something that I told them not to do and then automatically now, okay, I'm gonna put my hands on you. I want to learn. I'm trying to learn more. Of, I want to talk with you. You know, I want to sit you down and really understand where your mind is. You know, mm-hmm. why are you doing these things? You know, like what is it about what you got going on up here that you keep doing what you're doing? And just really trying to understand them. And I, you know, and, and I do a lot of self reflection. And I think I started looking at, I think a lot of times, when I would, you know, get upset with my children and I would, you know, give them a whooping, it would be more of, I just got off work, tired, mentally, physically, and now these kids are driving me crazy and they're just doing everything I'm asking them not to do. You know, they're doing everything. And then in the moment, I'm just like, all right, I had enough. And then, boom, I get them. And then I feel bad, like, that wasn't the way, man. It's like, it just never sit right with me. Like, and then even in times, like what you're saying, you know, just like really just laying it out for them. Like, hey, listen, this is what daddy want from y'all. This is why daddy asking you to do what I'm asking you to do. Daddy don't want to have to be around fussing at you. Daddy don't want to put it. Daddy don't want to have to do none of that. Daddy right. just wants you to follow directions. That's all I want from you, you know. And just constantly doing that with them, and it's like, I think it could. I think a lot of people just lose that patience with their children, you know. But I think a lot of people aren't losing. I think a lot of people do just really truly believe that. You know, like in your case, what you're saying, you know, hey, listen, it's consequences here. You know, if if you keep bringing these red marks home on these papers, listen, I have to get you. I got to get through to you to get you to understand that there's going to be a consequence behind your action. And so I don't think everyone does it, you know, maliciously or out of anger, you know, and it's just something that I deal with and. You know, I've had a lot of guys tell me like, nah, bro, you tripping. I got to get them jokers, man. <laughs> you know, and then I have a lot of guys, <laughs> you know, and then I have a lot of guys that, you know, say, man, you know, that's, that, that's something that I think about also. So, you know, I think it's just a good talking point. You know, uh, one thing I, I don't really like to tell people how to discipline their children. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's just something that I, I, 
I like to kind of throw out there, you know, because mm -hmm. I want to hear other people's perspective on it, man. Right, right. Someone said something to me, man, many years ago that that, that stayed with me. And I don't know who to give credit to for this because I don't remember who said it. But he said that there are rules outside of this house, outside of his house, that you have to follow. And if you don't follow those rules, there's consequences. Yeah. So what I do to my children is to set them up because, again, as a parent, I want to set you up for success. I want to prepare you as much as I possibly can to be successful. In order to do that is to set you up with realistic expectations of what happens if you don't follow rules. You can't go around running red lights. You can't go around robbing banks. You know, these there are rules in place. There's laws in place. And not even, you know, I, I took it biblical one night with my, my oldest son. It's like, I have a rule book because he plays a lot. We play games. And at the time, strategy guides were really big. So in the side of a strategy guide, it'll tell you what to do in, in the game in order to win the game, to beat the game. Well, I said, well, the Bible is my strategy guide for life, son. In this mm -hmm. book, tells me what to do in order to live a, a Christian, great life and give myself a benefit to hopefully one day get into heaven. Or at least be a great dad to you. So we all have a rule book to follow. Some of us follow it and some of us don't in life in general, but I'm setting you up for success. So there's consequences outside of this house. And I will be failing you as a parent if I do not get you to understand that if you don't do something, there's consequences involved. In my home, this is what the kind. It could be taken away a game. It don't always have to be, yeah. you know, yeah. a, a spanking. But I feel like, for again, can't you don't tell everyone how to? But I feel like if we don't set them up and let them know that there are consequences, we have failed them as parents. And really? however you go about doing that, hey, well within your right. But I feel like if anything, I'm gonna stand on is that. Teach your kids that there are consequences outside of this house that if you don't do what you're supposed to, you're going to fall victim of, be it jail, be it lose job, be it whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely, man. I, I feel like however you go about doing that, you know, it, it's great, but I really feel like that's something, especially for in, in our neighborhood, our culture, with our people, man. Our standards are different. How we're being, how we're viewed is not as, positive as everyone else so we got to be on our stuff man we got to have it right Absolutely. you know we have to and it's not being hard on you because you think i'm hard the world's going to be 10 times harder than dad ever would be because i love you they don't you know i love you this is out of love but they don't so man really a great topic man i really think it's i mean it's an ongoing struggle i think a lot of times in the black household, maybe not so much as far as um, they call it corporal punishment or spanking a kid. Um, we yeah. do it, but we don't do some of the stuff that should maybe go along with that. If that's a conversation, yeah, you know, yeah. truly having the conversations, having to sit down. Oh, you acting like those white folks. You sit up here talking. No, this is healthy. I just don't yeah. suppose to whoop you and walk away. I need yeah. you need to know why this is taking place. I need yeah. to heal, you know? My mom had this saying, like, I'm going to cut you up, but then I'm going to stitch you back up, you know? Yeah. 
So I'm like, hey, mama, don't cut me. But I mean, I get yeah. what she's doing, you know, with that. Yeah. So, yeah, man, um, like I said, I go on and on. I mean, that's a really, really good topic for me, man, because we are putting our, our kids out in the world without training wheels. They got to ride the bike, you know. Mm-hmm. But while they with us, we got to teach them how to ride that bike. You can't put them out there expecting to ride the bike. Dad, you never even put me on a bike before. How you expect me to learn how to ride the bike? You know, so for me, man, it's like I, I really feel like I, I've got to set you up for success. And the thing is, a lot of times, man, with my dad, man, they were so prideful as men that they would not ask for help. He yeah. wouldn't necessarily reach out to other. Man, we have a plethora of resources at our fingertips now. I can Google how to do something that I don't know how to do now. You know, back in the day, you asked your daddy how to do something. He would hit you with, I don't know, and y'all stuck with it, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, man, really great topic, man. Like, dude, I really enjoy, you know, this conversation, man. I've learned quite a few things to put in my back pocket, man. Dude, it, this has really been good, man. Yeah, that's real, man. Hey, likewise, man, you know, I, I knew it was something I was like, man, I cannot wait to talk with this dude, man. You know, I've been checking out your page, checked out a few of your podcasts. I'm just like, man, you know, I, I just really want want to hear what this guy has to say, man. You know, and you 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 gave me a lot of nuggets that I'm going to keep. Like I say, man, I like I, I keep some of this stuff for myself, you know. Right, right. You know, so Absolutely. some of this here is definitely for me, you know, and though I've been, I, I, I'm a dad and you know, some people feel like I got things together. I always let people know, man, listen, I am the least of them. Trust me, you know. Um, yeah, I ain't been divorced. And yeah, I've been with my wife for uh, almost 10 years now. And, Congratulations. You know, yeah, appreciate it. And, you know, got these three babies and all that stuff. And, and to a lot of people, I did things, you know, quote unquote, the right way. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. move out my mom's house until I got married. I didn't have children until I got married. But I'm like, OK, yeah, all that stuff is good. But there's so many things that I don't know. There's so many right. things that I struggle with on a daily, you know, when it comes to uh, my education, you know, school and uh marriage and parenting it's just so many things that I just don't know you know and I'm still learning you know and I never want to try to put a picture out there you know that I'm this perfect person or what the whatever the case may be because I got a dad podcast man this dad podcast ain't about me being a perfect dad I want to learn I'm trying to learn from all these dads that I'm bringing on here you know so man bro listen you taught me a lot today bro for real I mean, I'm and I'm glad I could could help, man. And, and likewise, man, like you, you know, you said uh, quite a few things, man, that really got me thinking, man. I I, I love great conversation, man. I, I love looking hearing different points of views because, again, I want to be flexible in, in, in life. I don't want to be so rigid to where I can't adapt and learn and take in new information. So, yeah, man, same, man. Right back at you, man. I I, I got I got a couple, two, three things, man. That. Really get got some things rolling in my head, man. I, I, I yeah. thank you for that. Oh yeah, for sure, man. So tell the people where they can find your podcast, man. One yeah, man. One, one more time for the for the people, man. One more time for the one yeah. time. <laughs> uh, 
Man, I, I'm on all platforms, man. You can find me on Spotify, man. I'm, I'm on iHeartRadio now, man. Applecast, man. Um, you name it, man. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm on all of them, man. Uh, we'll talk, man. Again, we, we talk about real, real topics with real people, giving you real answers. Um, somewhat filtered, man. I ain't rated X or anything like that, man. Yeah. But we do get into <laughs> adult conversations about adult yeah. things, man. And, Really giving you an honest perspective from the male and female perspective, because I have my wife and some other friends who are ladies on as well. And we discuss it from both sides of the aisle and really start great conversations, man. So, yeah, that's what Will talks about, man. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. So, yeah, like it. Like my man said, y'all, for all my listeners out there, y'all go find my man and subscribe to the podcast if you want some real talk with my man Will talk. Yeah, man. So, uh, y'all listen, man, uh, for all my listeners out there, man, I appreciate all the support, man. Like I said at the beginning, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. And if you have the opportunity, please leave a review that will help the podcast grow exponentially, man. So, uh, y'all continue oh, one more, to one support. More, one more, man. I'm sorry. One more. Oh, I'm so sorry. It. Hit him with it. Hit him with it. One more. One more. Follow me. IG. It will talk podcast. You can find okay. me there. Also, you can send me emails if you enter the old-fashioned emails. That's will talk okay. the number 10 at gmail.com. Will talk number 10 at gmail.com. Man, y'all send my man an email. You know, hit him up. Uh man, we did we we talked us about so many things, man. Uh we didn't even get a chance to get into that real estate. Oh, uh, but if y'all got some real estate, you in the Texas area, hit my man up, man. You know for uh, for your real estate needs, man. We, uh, we had we we got so deep into these these conversations, I ain't even get to hit on that right there, man. But my oh, man, man, I appreciate you, man. man. You know, so if you you if you're in the Texas area, uh, hit my man up for your real estate needs. But um, we got some new shirts coming, so I got my new designs. They should be done in about two to three weeks. So I'll keep everybody uh, updated on that, man. Y'all stay tuned for the new designs. They're going to be super fire. Y'all hear me, man. There's some they, These shirts, I got these new designs, man. They're going to be, they're going to be, uh, they're going to hit, man. I got like a Charlotte Hornet, a Charlotte Hornet design. I think I got the Denver Nuggets. Colorway. I got the old school Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I got a few more, man. I got a Jamaican edition coming, man. Oh, y'all gonna love this one right here. And guess what? The men that's on the logos, they ain't bald headed no more like me. They got some uh <laughs> they got some dreads. Them jokers look like they from Florida for real, man. But uh y'all gonna really love those. But uh yeah, man, y'all continue to stay tuned, man. Like like uh the the Facebook page I got I just uh started a new group on Facebook a private group man ladies I love y'all but this one right here just for the men you know um so this new group is only for the men where we can have some real men talk you know in our own privacy you know I just want that to create that space for us men but um yeah man uh shout out to uh podcasting while black group shout out to the black podcast collective 
there's a lot of great podcasts that are coming, man. Y'all continue to stay tuned, man. Will, bro. Oh, uh, when we get off here, man, you gotta send me your number, man. We gotta stay in contact, bro. For real. That's a bet, man. Consider it done. Yes, sir, man. But yeah, I appreciate you for uh, blessing the show, my man. Thanks for having me, man. Yes, sir. Dad, can we talk? We out.